Welcome to Smashing Brews, ladies and gentlemen, where we talk about video game topics and we reminisce about the good old uh, days of video games. And of course, drinking some some hard seltzers. You know what I'm saying? I'm your host, Fernie, and this is... Mike on the mic, what, what? Feeling thirsty, bro. Feeling thirsty. And you know what? We got a special guest today, man. It's a guy that's number one in my heart right here, bro. When you got tech questions, this is the guy we call. <laughs> Yeah, so, man. What's up, Mr. Hector? What's up, what's up? What's up, guys? What's going on, man? Good to have you on the show. Really appreciate you coming on. I know that you, um, you know, you, you went on to a, you, you actually, cut, you came down and I actually put you in the kitchen because uh, we had uh, audio issues. So, you know, I put, nobody puts baby in the corner, but I put Hector in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Damn. <laughs> from, from out in the streets being... Being called Thug Nasty to being put in the kitchen. Damn. <laughs> no, man. No, uh, good to have you on the show, man. I really appreciate you coming down. Um, you know, I, I think that you're going to be adding a, a great perspective. We actually have one of the first. No, wait. The second, because Alex is actually like a true gamer gamer. Uh, but Hector's been, you know, he's actually like a good up to speed and up to date gamer that that really brings that will bring something to the table on some of our talking points today. Don't you don't you agree, Mike? Absolutely, brother. I mean, he's influential and I'm excited to hear what he got to say, man. And he got that look too, man. He has that look like, you know what? That guy can game. I'm I'm behind him at HEB. And I, if I see this guy, I'd be like, "Fuck, I hope I don't run into him on Call of Duty, bro." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's it's fucking vicious on Call of Duty. Tell him about your fucking cross across the map grenade, uh, uh, Hector. Oh yeah, man. With these video games, I don't fuck around. Call of Duty has always been the probably the one game that I play the most year after year. Same shit, but for some reason, still always playing it, man. Hey, we all do it. We're all guilty, bro. Hey, you know what, man? I, I say um, until it really annoys Fernie, keep your keep the mute button on. I mean, off. So that way we can hear some of your, you know, laugh reactions and, and you don't have to, you know, sometimes you want to hit that quick reaction comment, but then, but then you got to hit that button. It kind of kills the, the, the quick reaction. <laughs> no, yeah, I get All right. Too. So, so you, you fucking been getting, you beasting those kills with the cross the map grenades. Yeah, man, I remember, shoot, even when I was in, like, middle school, I would be playing with my nephew, and we would go into private games, try to find these across-the-map throwing knives. Like, we would plant a bomb on a certain area and search and destroy. I'd just be across the map just throwing it. I was like, okay, where'd that land? Okay, a little bit to the left. All right, let me let me change where I'm shooting or where I'm throwing it at. And, yeah, it was just something a little fun, you know, a little extra. In the That's game. badass, dude. You know, I remember, I think it was part two, man, that was notorious for, like, at the start, man, I, both teams would just throw throw out all the grenades they had in, in the hopes that they would just get somebody right off the back. <laughs> Modern Warfare yeah. 2 high-rise, man. As soon as you come out those buildings, you throw that throwing mm. knife, correct? Yeah, nice. Hey, man, this, all this, uh, all this um, beasting talk got me thirsty, bro. I don't know. What, what about you, Fernie? What you got? Brother, I'm waiting to pop this fucking, this, this little, who, this hazy blues open, brother. Hazy Blues is um, it's Oscar Oscar Blues. It's by Oscar Blues Brewery. It's a hazy blue IPA. Uh, we're looking at about seven percent alcohol. Um, it doesn't tell me the ABUs, but it being a hasty, it um, it's telling you know it's a, it's a mild beer. 
it's this this Oscar Blues Brewery. It's actually in Austin. Nice. And uh, yeah, so we should be good, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and pop this bad boy open. Give it a taste. Oh, that one had a good one. Good crisp. Oh, very smelly. <laughs> very smelly. <laughs> Sounds like your high school girlfriends, right? Ugh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. Beautiful beer. You can definitely like uh, t taste the, the haziness. Uh, let me give it another swig. Hmm. Oh, delicious. Uh, me and Hector, me and Hector were actually pre-gaming before the show. And he popped open. He he started early. He popped open this. Uh, God, what was it called, Hector? The it was a lemon haze IPA. Oh, you can taste the lemon. The lemon, man, it was delicious. Anyway, that's my beer. Uh, so far, so good, gentlemen. What about you, Mike? Thanks. Like, I went down. You know, I, I didn't get too special, man. I've been eyeballing this beer that's always the section is empty, man. You know what? And I'll be honest, it's probably because it's just dirt cheap, but it's always that always empty at H-E-B, and I saw I saw a couple packs today, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give it a try, see what's up with it, man, see if it's more than just a, than just a cheap cheap fix, you know what I mean, but uh, like, I hear some good things on the internet about it, man, in fact, there's a whole line about it, um, a whole line of products of the Frio brand, that's what I got, Frio, Frio Light in this case, but apparently there's Frio Vodka, Frio Pilsner, so that shit, they, they got hats and shirts and whatever else you need, bro, probably mouse pads too, but... <laughs> Sounds fucking disgusting. <laughs> so I'm going to try it out, man. See what the buzz is about, man. And hey, man, if it, if it surprises me, I just might get that vodka too, bro. All right. Here's to you. <laughs> There's a vodka? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a free of vodka and all kinds of shit. <laughs> they make everything. And they everything. won't say no. All right. <laughs> all right. Here's to you, gentlemen. God damn. damn. What was Oh yeah, oh man, that's actually for a a bargain bargain price beer. That's pretty good, man. I like it. I, I was surprised. You're a, You're a bargain price guy, Mike. Love yeah. It. Oh man, uh, I did. I I thought that was gonna be a little bit trashy. No, I thought it was gonna be hard to take down. It was actually, you know, it's smooth, man. It's smooth and crisp. I, I won't lie. I'm let... it sounds like all your girlfriends, Michael. Dane. A little, a little, oh, man. I thought it was going to be trashy. But... <laughs> I, I, I know you try to get me back, but I, I think you complimented me there. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think I did. <laughs> what about you, Hector? Oh, All right. So I've always been a fan of the Dogfish Head. I've always drank their 60-minute IPA. Whoa, whoa. IPA. Ba back up. So what is it? Bob Fish Head? Oh, dogfish dog head. Cool, cool. It's a brewery out of Milton, Delaware. I've had their 60-minute IPA, 90-minute IPA. Big fan of those. So when I saw this hazy O IPA, I knew how to give this one a try. Nice. So let me go ahead and crack That's this. That's what's up, bro. Ooh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, and I'll take a good sip. Oh, yeah, that one got some good flavor. What, what's the alcohol content? Uh, this one is 7.1. Oh, shit. Not too bad, not too bad. 
Dang. Hey, you know what's funny? The way you mentioned that that um that that what oh, what was the beer brand? Something sixty. <clears throat> Dogfish head. So they oh, have a sixty minute. minute IPA. There you go. Because minute. um yeah, like Friel has the same same thing, like a, a sixty minute version as well. That's interesting, right? Yeah, those are probably the only two that I've ever heard actually specify. Wow. That's cool, cool. All right. Nice, man. I got to try that. I like the name, Dogfish. Dogfish. Damn. Dogfish. Sounds... In fact, <laughs> I'm going to hit you. Sounds like, you're... Sounds like your ex-girlfriend. Damn. That's right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it sounds like. Just like that. She was. <laughs> She's talking fish, man. She's saying she looked like a dog yep. and smelled like a fish. Oh, I just looked up a dogfish. Oh, that's why it sounded so familiar. It's a shark. That's right. Oh, man. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, you know what? I have seen those. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it has the emblem of the shark on the beer, right? Yeah, buddy. All right, I got you, man. No. <clears throat> little... All right, gentlemen. Well, damn, little water goblins. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, um, um, you know, start with, with the talking points for today. Uh, today's going to be pretty interesting. We really want to get into some talking points we haven't really gotten into. And I'm excited. Ah. About that, right? so... ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, the first one uh, that I want to get into is about the how video games have predicted not necessarily the outcome of humanity but a lot of the narratives and storylines that have been that have come out in video games right i'm, I'm talking about uh fictional and and, and non-fictional i mean fictional um obviously but the storylines uh, these writers have said things have, have made video games that have portrayed humanity and the world in a certain way and as it progresses it uh We've come to find out that some of these things have actually come true. Um, you know, you know. Take Call of Duty for example, Modern Warfare Two. Looking into that Russian um, massacre, right? Obviously, not to that extreme, but look at kind of what they're doing right now. You know, and then um, one of the ones that I really want to talk about, um, and I'm going to go ahead and have you kick it off, Mike. Well, I'll kick it off. That way, you can kind of get an idea, Mike. Um, one of the one of the craziest things that I've seen from for this subject of, of humanity being kind of predicted by by video games is uh, uh, Hideo Kojima's Metal Gear Solid Two. At the ending of that game, right there is a speech of the boss, the, the boss, the, the end boss that kind of talks over how humanity is being controlled by the narrative that you know, the people that are controlling the narrative, such as social media, the people that are, so they're creating this mindset mentality for society that is purposely being portrayed through different medias so that humanity can adjust to certain things in the world. And mind you, this was back in 2001 when social media was almost zero to none, right? You, you mean influencing, right? Yeah, exactly. Influencing. I mean, very similar to how, um, you know, elections are being not necessarily rigged, but influenced through social media. Um, this was actually talked about in that, in that, uh, you know, if you guys get a chance, um, 
look it up, Metal Gear Solid 2 end credits speech. And you, when you start hearing it, you start thinking, like, holy shit, that's happening now. You know what I mean? The uh, different media sources are portraying or pushing a certain narrative, whether it's happy or sad or distracting, um, but they're actually controlling that narrative now. Um, there's been multiple documentaries on this. Uh, about how th- th- there's one documentary on, on Netflix called the 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 social truth, and um, it talks about how social media actually influences. Uh, oh, I remember when you told me to watch that shit, dude, and it just like depressed the shit out of me, bro. I was just like... It is very <laughs> depressing because it's true. All right, all right. So, um, you know what? There's that end, and then I do, I do want to touch on some of the stuff of how video games are going actually anti predicting what what's actually being created in in society or or what's evolving in the today's world so i mean um <clears throat> what what do you want to hit off of off of that right now fernie well, what do you what do you mean um non predicting all right well let me let me tell you that my takeaway from that is um <clears throat> I, I i see a lot of War games that are going big with machinery, right, and massive machines like Gundam and um, and these big, big walkers and and Call of Duty and uh, futuristic battlefields, but apparently we're in real life we're actually shying away from that. Like right now, the Marine Corps actually uh, this uh, disembarked its uh, tank battalions because they started realizing that they're they're actually no longer really that much that useful on the battlefield they um they did simulations with turkey and stuff like that and and they're figuring out that the that the tanks all they are now are gigantic targets that can easily be destroyed by small things like drones like right now ukraine's kicking russia's ass and decimating their entire take lane with just drones so you know uh so it's actually going reverse it's actually we're our military is getting small and precise, but powerful at the same time, technologically. As opposed to the way video games portray future futuristic battles with giant machineries and mechs and things like that. Yeah, I actually uh, I know what you're talking about. They do portray that a lot, um, and it's interesting because you know whenever you you think about it, like that's where the future is heading to uh, it's funny you mentioned that i remember um are you guys familiar with boston dynamics robotics yeah they're the ones that made that dog right not just a dog but they have these other robots that are super advanced they have very human-like movement and so boston dynamics they have some pretty evolved um pretty evolved machines yeah, so not just the dog like you have seen, but they have these other robots, human-like robots, that their movement is crazy. They actually have a video of them dancing, and just how fluid their movement is, it's a little scary. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you know what's crazy, though, Hector, on that note, is that Metal Gear Solid, and I, I, hate, you know, I hate going back to Metal Gear, but they, they actually... Those dogs were portrayed in Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, uh, which was the last Metal Gear game in the PS4. And those exact dogs are portrayed on that. And that was um, pre-Boston Dynamics building them. And then once they built them, they actually sold them to the military as cargo dogs. But the experiment failed, and they got discontinued. Well, not discontinued, but they got... 
they, they stopped selling them to the military. That's fucking nuts. So I guess my question to you guys is, do you think that, uh, you know, obviously there at some point, you know, with predictions and, you know, we're kind of speculating here and it's, it's we're, we're kind of getting into the, you know, the Sim- Simpsons, uni- you know, prediction vibe and everything. But at some point there, there's some truth to, to the undertones of these writers and video game designers creating these narratives because that's what they're either a experiencing in their own country or experiencing in their own society. Right. Um, you know what, you know what? I don't think any game, any game. And since it's super fresh on our minds right now has hit the nail on the head. So precise as the division. Now, of course the whole concept of the division itself is something else, but the, the, what happened in the division, what caused the, plot of the division the dollar flu which um you know and if you hear everything that happens in the storyline yeah it, it sounds exactly like what went down with coronavirus luckily our culture didn't fall apart or you know at least not th- not as bad as it did in the game but they did that game came out years before the coronavirus hit and it it pretty much happened exactly man the way they they laid it out man you're right. Absolutely. I completely forgot about the division. The division definitely hit it on the head on that, man. And obviously, like you said, it it, um, it didn't happen. But this kind of brings us to, to, to this point is that looking at the some of the storylines that are happening right now, you know, it kind of makes you wonder for the future. As an example, uh, I remember playing this game. Um, what was it called? It was a robot. Hey, hold game. on. Before you go on, did you play the division, Hector? Yeah, I played the division. Uh, I think I might have just been shy of finishing it because I was playing with a group of friends and then just we just all stopped playing, so I never actually finished the game. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. But it was a great game, though. There was a lot of things that they had mentioned that were going to be out for the game that didn't come true, but I still enjoyed playing that game. Yeah, we, we still liked it. We still had fun with it. All right, so what were you thinking for any of the game with robots in it? Yeah, yeah uh, so the, the game is called Detroit Become Human. And uh, it was a great AI, like it was a simulator. Not it wasn't a simulator, but it was a. It, it didn't have a lot of action. It was more of a storyline, kind of uh, taking you in a very linear path with a lot of choices. And you can replay the game, and it have have it a, uh, you know, have it be, uh, a, a different outcome, uh, according to what, um, you know, a different outcome according to what, what you. I don't know. To, you know what I mean? It was just different outcomes depending on your choice. I got you. I got you, man. All right. So what do you got, Hector? What, what, what take do you got? Do you got any, any games that kind of reminded you of, hey, you know what? I remember playing this back in the day and then it kind of came true or, or hey, you know what? This, these All these games keep saying this, but we're definitely shying away from that. Not really, but there is an interesting, I don't know how true it is, but something that I saw just a couple of days ago in which on every Madden, every year, EA goes ahead and they try to predict who wins the Super Bowl. And I want to say within the last 14 games, they've gotten about eight or nine of them right. Nice. That's pretty cool, man. I, I didn't know they did something like that, actually. That's pretty good. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I didn't know they did something like that at all. Hey, you, you, you a football fan, Hector? Oh, yeah, big time. Dang, that's what's up. Who's your team? 
Oh, the Bears, man. I'm, uh, I'm from Chicago. Of course, I got to rep- uh, represent the hometown. Dane, that's what's up, bro. Oh, you're you're Hector. You're the one that had the. You're the. I played with you once, on, and um, I remember you're the guy that has your your PlayStation all souped up, right, with the lights and everything. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't got it all souped up. Might be somebody oh. else. Oh, I thought it was you. I guess it was another guy from Chicago. <laughs> Dane, but the Bears, bro. You know what? I, I I root for them. I root for them. But you know what? I mean, rough man. They've been having it rough. Second get second team out of the out out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, man. It's out been of a the rough year, but I mean, kind of expected this. You know, we got a young QB who we're still trying to fit into the system, make sure that he plays well, understands the game well. But in time, in time, they'll come. Nice. All right, so what else you got, Fernie? Yeah, so, um, no, I mean, that's kind of what I wanted just to to go over a little bit. You know, I think that video games, hopefully, as more storylines come about, we we can kind of see, you know, what happens in the future, what kind of comes true, what doesn't, you know. Uh, How about this? How about all the futuristic games that still have you mining minerals and ore, like, which would translate to basically... um, as if we needed to go to other planets to keep mining for for oil. When in reality, reality, I mean, if it came down to it, and no no politics involved here, but if it came down to it, we have renewable energies in the sense of wind and and um, solar and hydro and all this other shit. So we would never r- actually run out of energy if we needed it. So, but but video games fucking five hundred a thousand years in the future still portray us as we you know harvesting oil as if we um desperately need it but i mean i'm pretty sure we're going the other direction where right now we're where we're at right now with uh renewable natural resources or um renewable energies just imagine where we would be in 500 years i would imagine we came up with even better better concepts by then instead of having to harvest for for ore yeah, and you know what's funny that you mentioned that, um, and I don't know how true this is because I haven't fact checked it, but uh, there was I believe there was a like there's certain there's a certain mineral on the moon um, that is needed for electronics, and uh, we're you know they discovered like a big deposit of it, and and China's like fuck we're, we're they're trying to get there right obviously everybody else is trying to get there too but i think china's making like one of the biggest pushes to go up to the moon right. to go and take care of this thank god for space force right bro <laughs> 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 yeah we gonna protect all the material up there <laughs> amen trump you know what i'm saying That's what's hey up. no but you know what uh trump did um uh, you know mike i know you don't like trump or whatever but he's he did have a very very important announcement today let me see what's up he just released his, his Trump trading card damn uh, Tra- trading card game right damn that's what's up bro yeah, yeah, you collect them all while they're, while you can right the, him as a superhero him as the president him as uh, him as the Olympic uh, winner, that whole shit, that piece of shit. I don't know about y'all, but I already pre-ordered my pack. They, that... <laughs> oh my god, dude! You know, you know, you know what that reminds me of? The uh, that shit reminds me of the corny RoboCop commercials. If you guys, of the, you guys remember the old movies? The stupid commercials that would come out in it, like in part of the movie. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like the the cars that were ridiculous only gets two mi- uh 
two miles to the gallon, get your GT forty five thousand. It's only for a low low price of ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> that shit was hilarious, man. All right, gentlemen. So we're gonna go ahead and move on from this topic, unless you guys have anything else. No uh, sir. Do you know what a knob goblin is, Fernie? You're a knob goblin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the definition. The truth. In the dictionary, it says Mike. Mike right there, there. <laughs> That's where Mike and the Mike came from. Evolution of the the knob goblin. Yeah, man. It was predicted in uh, Metal Gear Seven. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's weird, man? Right, so... You know, um, Hideo Kojima just emailed me the other day, right? He's like, "Hey, like, um, I don't want to get too personal, but..." Could you get your friend's mouth off my nuts, please? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> he says his balls He says it was getting harder to walk with your mouth just down there, dude, all the time. <laughs> hey, man, I, you know, I love, I love that dude's mind, man. I would love to fucking have a conversation with him and just be like, where does it come from, Hideo? Where does it come, come from? from? His nuts, Where does bro? your fucking craziness? Come from his... <laughs> well, uh, oh, that, that explains what my mouth went around. Him. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, no, man, it's crazy. It's I crazy. hope he finds his way to this podcast, man. I hope I hope he hears it. <laughs> man, you know, honestly, we ha- we're getting a lot of traction on the podcast, man. I really appreciate you guys really listening to it. Um, but we really are. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if I told you, we had about 1,200 listeners on the. On the on the on the wives episode, that's one of our highest listened to podcasts, and man, nice. We couldn't thank you, yeah, man. Twelve hundred listens, it's crazy. I'll say, as a fan, I've been listening. I've listened to all the episodes that are out. I've really enjoyed this podcast because it's just covers a lot of topics, big variety of things, and it, it's a great listen. Everybody should definitely tune in. Hey, appreciate that, Hector. That's what's up, man. man. Really appreciate that, man. Yeah, I'll man. To that, that's what's up. <laughs> All right, real quick, um, you guys are indulging. I'm going to go ahead and bring up the next topic. All right, so next topic of conversation has to do with the immersiveness of gaming, right? So everybody's looking for the next advancements in video games, the next type of, uh, you know, w- what comes next, what comes, um, yeah, what, what comes next? What is going to make the video game feel more real, feel more as if you're there, etc.? And that brings us to the po- topic of immersiveness. Now, there's a lot to unpack here. And I'm going to go ahead and Mike, I'm going to have Mike started off with the third person view and everything. But, you know, we'll all discuss this. Uh, I here, What we're talking about right now is the different components that makes a game immersive and and the different components of the game, whether it's the story, a well-written story really immerses you into the game. Obviously, a storyline is always going to immerse you into the game. But what gets you to the next level is it third party is it first person is it obviously virtual reality is a whole different genre so we're not going to get into that but is it something that um you know is there, are the thing are there are there items that we haven't discussed that gets you more involved um the the environment etc so mike i'm gonna go ahead and have you kick it off and then uh we'll go from there Bubba. in the meantime i'm gonna go get another brewski all right, well, you know what, man? There's a ton that gets me immersed into the video games world, like a ton. And um, I, I am one of those guys that likes to look around the world and every little detail. Um, 
I, I like to believe where I'm at. So things like when uh, in the division and um, and um, Ghost Recon, I like looking at how they made the houses and even uh, Call of Duty. I like I like looking around and seeing the stuff. Like me being an electrician, I I check out like oh look at this electrical work. I can't believe they actually put straps and shit right here. <laughs> that, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, you know the boxes. I'm like hey this is pretty pretty nice. Or I'll notice uh, uh, different things like that. And I like. Like um, Assassin's Creed, the I really like the wildlife they put in the in the games. They they seem re- very realistic, like the movement of the the deer in the in the in the forest, the whales out in the ocean. It's it's incredible, man. The and the way oh man, the way they they make their water when you're out on your on your ship, the the waves are incredible. The the graphics are incredible. It really makes you feel like damn, like I'm out in the ocean and in the weather weather changing elements, all of that is incredible so all of that means a lot man and and i've been actually wondering about that lately about like call of duty would be i think benefit from like maybe weather change in the multiplayer maps you know like from not not only weather change but um uh, but night and day you know like uh be daytime of course nighttime of course and i think that would affect a, a bit a little bit of of the way everybody plays you know of course daytime everyone can see each other across the map nighttime it's a little bit more difficult it's pretty I think it had a cool little element uh, of surprise, and not only <clears throat> like Ghost Recon. If you entered the map at in the night, it would stay night the whole time. But it would be awesome if they started integrating time change as the round went on. So yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, that that made actually a very good um... rain. You know, rain would be awesome because um, you know, especially against the snipers that camp out in the rim of the maps, that would be super awesome. The rain and, and haze would will force them to come in a little bit. That that'd be cool, man. You know, little little elements, a lot of elements would be is awesome, man. I think for me personally, one of the biggest elements to have that immersiveness in the game has to do with audio. Because there's a lot of games where you're in a certain, you know, scene and you're expecting to hear, you know, either water hitting the ground because it's raining hard, you know, muddy footsteps, everything, all that stuff that they put into the details where you could hear all those little things that definitely brings you into the game. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. You know what? Um, again, uh, on Assassin's Creed, when you're going through the rivers, one thing that blew me out of the water was that there's like a bunch of little frogs, right? And then they actually got the audio of the frogs going, like, <laughs> I was like, that, that that's a trip to me. Little things like that, like, they took the time to put that in there. That that was pretty cool. So, d- let me ask you this, though. So, so, from a, a start to finish, right, so from as soon as you start the game to the end of the game, um, how much do you think that would be important to getting the full experience and immersiveness of that game? It, or is that just a small component? Is that a huge component? You know what I mean? Like, is, is a game going to fail or, 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 or succeed because of that? You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of games do that. You know what I mean? They add those elements. I think there's a good 20% of people, man, that really enjoy the elements and care. And right now there's like a good 80% of people that just get on the multiplayer and don't give a fuck about anything, man. But... But to, well, yeah, to that tw- we're not talking about those. Yeah, we're, but the, to the twenty percent that do care and are, do play video games for the actual internal content of them, I think it means a lot, man. It means a lot, and it, to keep them captivated, to keep them playing, and keep and then say when DLC drops, um, it makes them want to want to spend the money to get that DLC. 
What do you think, Hector? Yeah, no, for sure. Like uh, with me, with video games, that's my little <laughs> escape from reality. So when I'm in those games oh, and I'm actually feel like whatever I'm doing is pretty realistic, seems realistic, you know, things that I'm thinking of, like, okay, if I was in this type of area, I'd be hearing this, I'd be seeing this, I'd be feeling this. There's some games that are able to bring you all those things, the vision, the hearing, the feeling that you get from when you're in that certain scene. All those things play a huge factor into that immersiveness. So would you say that uh, as a general statement, uh, hitting all of the, I guess, of your, your natural five senses and, and, you know, is enough to immerse yourself in a game like when you're getting the visual the the audio and everything you're you're fully immersed in that game or is there something else that goes into it there's something may there might be missing that we're not talking about right now not 100 percent sure because again it would be that i know you said you didn't want to really delve into the vr realm but that vr realm has <laughs> that physical aspect of you having to do things so that's just a whole nother level of immersiveness added to the game. Okay. So, okay, let me let me throw a curve barrel at you. And, Mike, you're probably going to be able to answer this. Uh, you know what I mean? So what if you had a first-person shooter that offered everything that you guys are asking for, right? And then you had a third-person shooter that had exactly the same thing. Which would be more immersive? I know, I know you were trying to... to, to drive me into that direction i just didn't uh pop in in time but you know what the third person man is definitely going to always beat out man anything else any other experience for it. um i they i think they first created the first person shooter to make it look look like you're or not shooter but first person perspective to make it seem like you're the one looking through everything but i think it fails at really really letting you um see the entire environment i think third person's where it's at man i i I appreciate being able to customize my character so that way every time I look at it it's uh you know my vision of a character and and you get to see the you know the little um animations and stuff happening in between you know you rolling you you uh hiding behind cover stuff like that it it's it's I think it it, it makes up a big difference now I'll tell you right now man um <clears throat> unless I really like the game unless it's really developed correctly um, I cannot play first-person games that, that involve, like, a lot of uh, melee action. Like, Warhammer has a lot of melee action, but it's first-person, so I can't get through those games. It's just, I can't, man. I, I, those games, for to me, should have been in third-person. Um, the real popular game, I guess a lot of people will disagree with me on this one, but Far Cry, there's a lot of, like, you know, you running around creating traps and, and stuff like that, and I can't get into it as a first-person perspective. I can't. Like, it... it it would be a lot more interesting to me as a third person. So I, I, I can't play the Far Cry's, you know, so. Um. No, but, 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 but tell me, tell me, like, for example, like, and this is, again, where the difference of opinion comes into play because, for example, a storyline game, right, that is very heavy on story and very heavy on all of those senses that we were talking about. Um, I played, for example, God of War Ragnarok, right? Right. Great story, great um, haptic feedback on the controller. I mean, just the works, right? But I also played Cyberpunk, which is also first person. Gave me the same level of immersiveness, if not more. Why do you think that is? And and both of you, are, you know, chime in. Um, I think you're lying about Cyberpunk, man. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I was like, I can't really speak to Cyberpunk. I have not yet played it, but. I think I'm going to agree more with Mike on this. Having that third-person element, to me, 
It's just being able to see the character and how he interacts in that world helps me believe it. Absolutely. Like, instead of just, like, your weapon and then getting slashed and the screen turning red, that, that that's not, you know, you don't, I don't feel the same um, effects as when you see your character and then he takes a hit and you see him limp and then, you know, then it, that that feels a lot more interactive to me. Definitely. Um, I won't, I won't feel sympathy towards hands in a gun, but if I see the full person getting shot, you know, that, that, that changes that emotion. But, but think about it, though, gentlemen. I mean, now you're seeing somebody else. It's not you. You're no longer immersed, per se. You're watching a narrative take place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but if it and especially if it's customizable, then it, even better, man, because it's the character I envision I want there instead of either just a blank face or uh, or uh, some a character given to me. But but um, I I love I love being able to you know cosmetically customize my character and see him and yeah and i I've, I've tried it and i've tried being into it now and i'll be honest with you with the cyberpunk it what shies me away from it is, is the fact that it's first person the whole way through yeah no no i understand <clears throat> no i th listen i think this i think this topic is very interesting to me because you know that those different perspectives it, it kind of switches off between being immersive as yourself and then being immersive as watching a storyline unfold in front of you based on your decisions and, and, and what you want, et cetera, right? And then let's take it a step further and let's take it into like Andy World where he thrives on those sim the simulators. What, what? Simulator. Andy Dominguez, <laughs> Dominguez landscaping, what, what? <laughs> this motherfucker plays Goat Simulator like it's fucking cool. Now, you see with Goat Simulator though, I don't see that as an immersive experience. That's just a fun game to play. You're a goat that does stupid <laughs> shit. You know, it's not the it, same thing. It, it has to. It, it has to fit the 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 genre, man. Like for for like, yeah, you know what the simulators, man. Uh, those I don't I don't see it being a problem doing those a lot from first person view. You know the the power washer simulator like i don't need to see a dude holding a hose man i mean may, maybe it might be cooler but but <laughs> but uh but honestly I, I mean yeah just just power washing the wall whatever fuck it it's cool whatever so th those don't make a difference because that those games aren't really orientated to be that interactive i think they weren't they weren't targeting that kind of um gameplay feel but uh other other games that have a lot of action a lot of a lot of um world in it i those definitely need to be third person like I said, I, I mean, I'm waiting for the day that Halo becomes third person because I'd love to be able to create my own Spartan and see him on screen and kick ass, man. I definitely do that. I definitely think that that does take away from it from when you have the option to customize your character from head to toe, but you're playing in first person. You know, it kind of to me exactly. defeats the purpose. Exactly, dude. Especially like Call of Duty, like there's all these skins and stuff. Like I'm like, what is the purpose? There's no point. You don't even see them except for when you die for half a second or, <laughs> um, and uh, and when you're in the uh, when you're looking at the kill cam, the loading screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the kill. Exactly, man. I'm like, holy shit. Other than that, you don't. They they serve no purpose. Or if you're trying to get like a little edge out of small kill boxes or or blending into the environment, but other than that, there's real real little. Ben benefits from having cosmetic skins now like fortnite on the other hand that shit's badass dude and then you see your character with all the shit you put on them the skins it's, it's pretty awesome man with the backpack the glider it's it's cool man and you get to see all of that so 
So I, I, that's a big difference right there. And, and, and I think it's just a difference of opinions, gentlemen, because I, I, I per- personally, me, um, I don't think that a third person view immerses me more um, than a first person view. Like I said, and I'll go back to cyberpunk on this. I mean, um, the, the, the storyline was so amazing that even though I didn't even though I knew that I couldn't see myself, I still chose to to be, you know, uh, to look cool. For other people, even though I knew I couldn't see myself and I knew that, but I actually knew that other people w- were seeing me. And in the cinematics, it, you know, it looked great and everything, but it wasn't, um, I don't know. Again, I think it's just a difference of opinion. So I'll tell you this. I'll ask the, the viewers, right? Yeah, the uh, viewers. I'm going to go ahead and do a quick, uh, I'll do a quick um you know, survey online is what do you all think? You know, whether do you believe that a third person viewer immerses you more into a video game or, or first person, right? Uh, I'll ask that question. But um, I think there's a lot of elements that, that we take for granted in a, in a video game sometimes because we're so used to them. And then when they get it right, it's beautiful. Um, you know, like Assassin's Creed um, or, or any other like first, you know, you know, single player game that has a lot of depth into the to to the video game that maybe to the average Joe you wouldn't notice this fucking beautiful mural on the wall that was tagged, right? But it's it's fucking beautiful. Holy shit! I mean, they did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I think one of and... the biggest like things for the immersiveness is the game getting you to feel a certain type of emotion. Because once you have that emotion in it and you're drawn into it, that takes the game to a whole nother level. Absolutely, man. You gotta be you gotta be captivated, man. And you know, um no matter what though, I think a lot of games, a lot of games for me, um, I'll just I'll just put it out there. The third person means a lot, man. And uh, I I actually put down a lot of games just because I I somehow they just don't captivate me when they're first person, especially if they're heavy on the on the melee orientation or using your hands and being creative in the game. It it really does not captivate me at, on a first person um, perspective. So. So I put it down, man. Um, I definitely, if there was more third-person games, um, or if that becomes more of a trend, that'd be awesome because I do, I do like that a lot more. So is it just like you're not able to see your person? Because I, I no, also do something... enjoy first-person games. Like I could still get very immersed into a first-person game, but I find it for me, it's a little easier in third-person. Just because even though it's another person, I'm customizing him, making him look however I want. At the end of the day, you know, it's a video game. That's that's my persona in that game. It, it has to do a lot with um, how it feels to me. More than, not 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 so much the looks. It's just the way it, it doesn't. I don't know. It feels unnatural, man. The first person for some reason on a, on those games. So it's weird. It's a kind of a hard thing to explain. But the, it, like I I noticed this a lot on Far Cry because I thought Far Cry was a real really good story oriented game, and I just couldn't get into it because I just couldn't. I did not like the first person. It feels very restrictive. Hey, real quick, I just want to uh, point out, I just opened up this uh, BrewDog Fellowship IPA. BrewDog, what's up? Damn. Unaffiliated yeah, with yeah, Dogfish? Dog. <laughs> Unaffiliated with Dogfish. <laughs> yeah, it has a 5% alcohol. But what I loved about it is that it has a, it, it's called Fellowship IPA, and it has the Lord of the Rings. Nice. 
logo and then it's lord of the rings it's a hazy ipa man it's a fucking awesome can i had to get it's it a today. very nice so, design on it i I, yeah, I keep liking how you get these themed beers, man. It's so funny. <laughs> well, Hector actually went to the same store I did today and got him himself some some good brews. Uh, Hector, you opened another one up. Talk to, talk to yes, me. sir. I opened up a Victory Summer Hazy Love. It's hazy IPA. It's a little bit lower Victory. than my older uh, than my other one that I had. My other one was a seven point one. This one's a five point five, and this one's out of Victory Brewing Company, Downington, Pennsylvania. Nice, man. I, I like the I like the creativity of the selection here, man. I like it. I like it. Fernie, you better start drinking, bro, because you know what? You you sound so fucking serious and political, and it's just making me want to kick you in the nuts. And so, <laughs> oh, no, he's slacking it, man. I, I, like before I got here to Fernie's <clears throat> house, you know, I had me two of the uh, Lazy Dog Huckleberry Haze IPA. Those are always great. Oh, you know what? We talked about it last week. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I thought, I thought you didn't like that one either, Fernie. But did you like it, Hector? Oh, those are great, man. They're No, I loved good. that. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved oh, it. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Um, <clears throat> I must have got the story wrong last week then. You know what? Now that you're there, Hector, though, that you could probably help Fernie out then. I mean, you can get that funnel in the butt and then, you know, pour the beer <laughs> straight in there. <laughs> have him feel a little something real quick. <laughs> No, we're gonna get some buds in. Bro, this. you 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 said you wanted to do some smashing brews, Fernie. I don't know, man. You got me all hot and bothered. You're all like, "Hey, get up, get up." Um, you know, tell your family you're not gonna take them out for Friday night. You know, <laughs> dinner. Come do smashing brews, and but here you are. You're not doing nothing about about the brews. I don't know. Uh, you you want, you want me to do a little I wanna, something? I want to hear right, a little all something. Right. <laughs> all right, all right. No, well, no balls to chug that one right there that you just <laughs> opened up. No balls. What's up? Damn. I'm doing it right now. Dallas, Dallas what? Dallas what? You know what, fucking Mike? I'm going to join him in on chugging mine. That's what's up. There we go. Let's all hit it up, bro. Here we go. Chug the beer. <coughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, nice and crisp. <laughs> oh, that shit was nice. So how, how was that fellowship? The fellowship um, prevailed for you? Oh yeah, Bubba. Nice. And what, that shit was nice. That shit was delicious. Were you still? Were you downing that dogfish right there? What did you say you just opened up, Hector? It was the uh, Victory Summer Hazy Love. Victory Summer. What? What? The only thing Hector knows is victory, bro. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go get another one. Um, but I'll leave you with this, Michael. You... Our next topic. It's about romance, Bubba. Ain't romance, bro. It's about romance. It's about the, the love. Oh, <laughs> touchy feeling. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to talk about the best romances in video games. You, you know what? Best romances. You need go to go ahead. bring your six beers over here next. You know, I don't know where you got your heater at, but it should be nice and cool in the house enough to so they don't burn up. So you don't have to get up to the fridge every five seconds. No, fool. Are you kidding me? It's fucking hot as shit in my house. Oh. So I'm going to go get him a beer. Dang. But. I want you to start thinking about the greatest romances in video games, right? I'm going to go ahead and start it off. Peach and Mario. Talk to me. Peach and Mario is the classic, most classic example. Um, you know, and I got to wait for Fernie to come back because I need to hear what he thinks about it. But you know what? You know what? Everyone grew up on Peach and Mario, of course. Everyone's all like, Dane, you know, they... The, the old-fashioned chivalry, right, Hector? The 
hey, there's a chick in trouble. We're going to go save her. That's the OG, I, 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 yeah, that's I, I, the OG story right there. Yeah, man. And I, I got to wait for Fernie to come back to make sure we... I'm, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. All right. So Mario and Peach, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard this before, but Mario and Peach is the, the OG fucking save a whole story, bro, right there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> where, where Peach gets with the bad guy... <clears throat> Doesn't like it now. You're trying to go over there and 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 save the hoe, bro. That's that's what I think right there. That's his nickname, Captain Save a Hoe. Captain Save a Hoe, right there. He put on that red hat. <laughs> Captain Save a Hoe, man. That's what's up, man. You know what? You know, you know what pisses me off about these romances? What's that? Is that, with the exception of very few. You never get to see the the reward for fucking putting in, you know, 250 hours worth of video game time to beat this fucking game. And I know we we we, we, we need some adult versions of it, dude. Oh, dude, you know what? In uh, Assassin's Creed, you get to smash like anything and everything, dude. It, like every five yeah. minutes. I so, was about but, to but say, from, like, like <laughs> we all know about your homoerotic fucking. Oh my my orgy that involved a goat and may or may not have involved a, another man. Yeah. May or may not. Come on, Mike. You know what happened. <laughs> you know what happened. Don't lie. Uh, theoretically and and physically. <laughs> hey, real quick, I, I want to talk about this this uh, this beer that I just opened up. Well, I'm about to. Hey, chug, 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 chug. <laughs> <laughs> No, this one's called Buffalo Bayou. Uh, it's by Buffalo Bayou Brewing. It's a uh, it's a brewery out of Houston. Man, that, actually heard of that sounds pretty unique, bro. Yeah, Buffalo Bayou. Uh, the 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 can is pretty cool, and the beer is called Dreamsicle, which is funny because Hector got one. Just I mean, it's called Dreamsicle. It's five point nine alcohol. It doesn't tell me the IBUs. But uh, let me try this one real quick. It's a wicked can. I love these fucking cans. Oh, snap. Hmm. I was expecting more. It's okay. You're expecting more of a hit? I was expecting more flavor, I guess. Dreamsick was a pretty, you know, harsh... Um, not not, not uh, flavor to state, you know? It's like... You can't say, like, oh, it's fucking... Watermelon flavored and have it taste like something else. Man. I don't know. You, you know, know, I just looked up. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Since uh, he opened up his orange dreamsicle, I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing. I'm going to open up mine. Mine is by Community Beer Co. Out of Blanc. Or let's see. This one is out of Dallas, Texas, actually. Community. Nice. No it shit. Says, Orange Dreamsicle, experimental hazy Indian pale ale with vanilla beans and orange peel. Let's see how this Ooh, one is compared good. to his. Oy. Dang, that was a weak one, Hector. Yeah, that was a weak one. That was a weak pop, so hopefully it gets a strong strong hit, though. Let's see, let's see what this one's about. You know what? They say Orange Dreamsicle. I for sure taste that. Nice. Really? This one is going to be better than the one you have, Ernie. I've had that one before. Oh, this one definitely wins. 
Nice, dude. Fucking uh, A. I, I want to taste it. I want to taste it. <laughs> that's that's so funny you guys mentioned the orange uh, dreamsicle because I was about to get an orange neon beer right now. No, that's for sure a dreamsicle taste. The one that you're drinking or the orange neon? No, no. The one that I'm drinking, for sure, it's yeah. orange dreamsicle. Right. No question about oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I had just saw orange neon, and I was like, I'm gonna hit this one up with an eight percent alcohol. But then I was like, ah, I don't, but it said had a little bit of a sugar content to it, so I was like a little worried it tastes too sweet, man. Actually, I just, this one I, is an eight point two. Man, there you go. Oh shit, yeah, I can taste the eight point two, but I'll tell you what, it's uh, it tastes very good up front. It has a little bit of a medicine flavor yeah, afterwards. Yeah, for sure. Man, Hector's gonna be wobbling after this, bro. Bro, these are fucking heavy beers. Yeah, you, you guys ain't, ain't, you guys ain't getting up tomorrow. <laughs> oh no, we're we're we getting up, do, man. We're gonna World go watch. World... no, it's uh, oh yeah. Are you guys, third... you guys watching it together? No, I'm gonna go see the, the way of water, baby. The way of water. Oh, dude, I thought your bitch ass was gonna see it last night, dude. No. No, no, no. But okay, so. Mike, are you still drinking your fucking shitty ass beer? My real? It tastes pretty good, man. I I, I don't know. It's it tastes pretty good. <laughs> hey, so I looked it up. It really funny take on this. The Frio beer, you know, the Frio brand itself takes on the Texas um uh theme. So you know, it's all about Texas, everything, and it even calls itself after the Frio River that's over here in San Antonio. <clears throat> but yet, its parent company is in Wisconsin. So, which is City Brewing Company, but kind of funny, right? That yeah. Wisconsin shares a long way from Texas. Wisconsin, <laughs> but home but of the right. Yeah, the bastards, Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, talk to me, Mike. What Mike is your the, Mike, the best? What? Where you at? What is your Dallas? Name? What? Prescott ain't shit, but he better win. What? <laughs> What what is your what is your your favorite mo, uh, fucking video game romance of all time, or or two or three? Hit me with them. What do you what do you think? You know, what? you think video game romance? I don't know if I if I could um, say I have a favorite one, man. You know, what I mean, there there's been fun ones to to get through, and of course uh, there's kind of limited romances if they if they follow through with them, but um, <laughs> it it. What what makes me laugh more are the home moments, you know, like uh, like Resident <laughs> Evil Four when you when you beat Resident Evil Four and then you save the president's daughter and she's all like, oh maybe we can make a stop before we get back home. <laughs> like damn. Did you say the home? Moments? Yeah, the home moments stand out more to me than the than the love stories. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 brother! That's romance. I don't give a that, fuck what you say. I know you just jamming out after you just blow up this zombie-filled fucking island, right? You're just on the jet ski rolling out, and and this chick's all like, "Thank you for saving me. Let me let me pay you back." <laughs> man, so, man that, that's what, that's what I would wish for Mario, man. My home, my homie Mario, <clears throat> man. You know, I I would wish that that at some point he smashed Peach. Nah, you know he saying? didn't, bro. Mario I promise you, he didn't, dude. These castles, but busting no nuts, man. That's the, damn, <laughs> bro. He he got friend zone the minute he saved her ass, bro. She she definitely. <laughs> and, but you know what, Peach is crazy, man. Every time Mario saves her, she's like, "Okay, thank you for saving me." But you know what? 
I found a new guy to go to. Back, back with the bad boy, bro. <laughs> Damn, bro, mm. she's a typical fucking hobang. Must be from El Paso. That's it. Oh, oh shit! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking That's hilarious. Nine one five hoes out there. El, el paso, el paso sucia, <laughs> bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and fucking you know continue on this fucking Hideo Kojima nutsack <laughs> fucking, but. Um, one of my favorite romances was Meryl and Snake. It was never a fucking solidified romance, but damn it, boy. I wish he would have smashed her. I really wish he would have smashed her. <laughs> you know? I, I hear that, bro. I mean, it, it was just implied, bro. It was just implied that he already did before part one even happened, bro. You know, like, that's why she's always so so edgy with him. Like, you know, it already happened. They just didn't say it yet because it, it wasn't allowed in games just yet. But, you know, you, you could tell. Okay. It, it was implied, Mike, bro. Mike, talk to me about okay. Talk to me about Master Chief and Cortana. Dude, that's that's got that's got to be one of the strangest things right there, bro. Like like the way they 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 get down on that game, it's almost as if he he legitimately feels that he's gonna fucking smash that shit, bro. Like I don't know, I don't know if she becomes like full size form and they and they fuck around on the downtime, bro. But the way the way they have that true love romance. And it's nice, and this is me speaking from the asshole drinking point point of view, right? Otherwise, I would say, hey, it's pretty nice. Look how attached they are, and he's saving the entire galaxy just based on on the love between them, which is pretty awesome. I think that's a they they did a great job on the narrative of of the connectivity between them, and they did connect really well. You know, like where she had a lot of spunk, a lot of personality and intelligence, and he was just a beast, and uh, and you know, he was kind of Kind of monotone, not monotone, is he? Because he had an awesome voice, but um, he was real calm. You know, he didn't, he didn't sound, he he didn't get too too hyped. You know, so so like they balance each other out really good. So I think that was a really good combination right there for sure. But yeah, but it was kind of strange. I mean, it's almost like it, it make it's kind of a bummer that she's not a real person f- for him to to engage with on a on a on an actual personal level. But other than that, I think that was an awesome right the way they did. I agree. I agree. That's why I mentioned it. I think it was a really well-written storyline. And, you know, the romance really took place in our minds, right? And I guess when I say that is that it it went from the the what was shown and then it portray, you know it was portrayed further in our minds because of how they read it, and it was beautiful and it was awesome, and I love that about that. That that's why I mentioned it. I know you were beyond about that. So let me ask you this, um, Hector. I think you played The Last of Us. Right? Yes, definitely. Okay, so let me talk to you about Ellie and Riley, and we, and you weren't here for the previous episode, but we were talking about politics and and just the narrative that is getting pushed of politics into our video games, um, and we discussed briefly about how you don't need to shove certain things down our throat from from a political standpoint, and Ellie and Riley is one of the most beautifully written, you know. Uh, lesbian storylines that I've seen in a while. I, I mean, have, did you play that DLC or no? Yes, I did, and I would have to agree with you. There was another element yeah, to that DLC that drove you into that story, their story. And w- which, w- yeah. which game is this? 
Uh, the Last, the of, Last Us. of Us. Okay. Yeah. So there was this DLC portion of the uh, of the game that you know Ellie and uh, Riley. Riley is this uh, the, you know this this girl that that kind of gets thrown into the mix of of her storyline, and they're hitting it off, right? I mean, this is a young kid um, that that's you know without saying it, without saying it, she's clearly. Uh, a lesbian and and she's just she's falling for this other girl and you see it right it's like i said it's not in your face it's just it's a true survival story of, of like the way it's portrayed and the way it's written it's seamlessly expressed without it being in your face and um it, it, it's true you feel it and it was great man i really loved the way they did that and it was a perfect point to what we were talking about last week about you don't just it's not in your face and it's it's you don't have to say it twice it, it, you know you know ellie's a, a lesbian and she's falling for this girl even though she's young which is another thing that was very interesting to me that they portrayed lesbianism and uh, you know and, and a young girl which further enhanced the the way that that you know being a lesbian is which is natural you know i mean it's, it's something that's so uh, same as being a homosexual same as being a, it's not in your face it's just it is what it is it's humanity it's the way it should be. i think one of the so, big things yeah. for me with that dlc was that it's young love you know when, when you're a teenager you're still in middle school high school that love or that or that love that you think you have for somebody you know it's it's the best at that moment it's the only thing that matters but you know, it, it's just something that helps generate that emotion, bring you into that game. It's it's a whole nother level of not them having to throw that into your face. It's just two young people who happen to really, really like each other. And you see that bond, that relationship, that affection grow within the game. That's pretty awesome, man. I like that. I like that. I like when things go seamless like that. That sounds pretty good. I haven't. Uh, been able to get on the PlayStation on a while since I, I haven't boarded both consoles just yet. I have every generation except for this one, so so I kind of got left behind on on playing some of that. I know I know The Last of Us is kind of an older game, but <clears throat> I I missed that one. Even though as much as I wanted to get it, man, that that actually drove me to get the PS3, and then I I completely missed it. Even if you miss it, man, it's totally worth getting it. That that game is really really <clears throat> great. It's fucking awesome, man. Hell yeah, dude. So that's going to be worth a visit. In fact, um, you know, right now they dropped the, what, the remake of the original? Yeah, yeah, they did. There we go. You know what, I, um, real quick, just a side note. I mean, I, I know we're all affectionate of animals. Uh, one of the greatest um, I, I love affections that I saw in video games for to, towards another animal is in Fallout 4. Uh, uh, dog meat. Do you remember that, Hector? Fallout for dog meat. I don't think I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dog, uh, dog meat is it's this this dog. It's this freaking dog. You know, he follows them all throughout the entire storyline, and it's like, you know, he saves them multiple times. Yes, I remember now. Him. Oh, such a great thing, man. But you know what? Hey, Animals did... always have that that play on our heartstrings that another human can't get, just because. I think it's 
it, it's something that, you know, most people are, are there to take care of, there to show that affection to. Animals just pull at your heartstrings differently. Yeah, I mean, that that's a given, man. The animals easily always pull in the the captivity and the and the connection right away, man. I mean, everyone likes animals or... So, whenever there's one... You, know, about... you say that... It... You, you say that as your fucking parakeet is fucking I know. screaming his ass <laughs> she, off. She, I'm about to kill him. She's talking shit, too, to you, to her. And, it, and she's, she's specifically talking shit to you, Freddy. She's saying, get off Kojima's nuts, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, you know what, though? Oh, man, I had a... Uh, what was it? Okay. Um, you guys ever play Onimusha or Devil May Cry? Devil May Cry. Of course. All right, so Devil May Cry had a. Uh, I don't really remember the girl characters. I just, I, but I do remember getting through the games and each each entry pretty much had a had a female char- lead character in it. And um, and they never really show too much of a non screen romance, but they always they always had a connection and those were pretty good. Those were written pretty well for the Devil May Cry. And then Onimusha, I like the <clears throat> man the the Donna Dreams. That one was cool. Did anybody play Donna Dreams? I did not. No, not that one. You wanna? And then, um, so the Donna Dreams, uh, which is my favorite, and I really, really hope for some kind of remake on that one, or even just a new entry of Onimusha in general, which would be nice. Um, so I think I think it's available on PlayStation Store for retro downloads. Um, it's not on Xbox, but the Xbox does have some of the older Onimusha titles. But anyway, so. <clears throat> You're no longer the original Onimusha char- main character in Donna Dreams. You're new. Uh, you're kind of a young guy. The you kind of <clears throat> you gotta kind of follow some of the the in between books and stuff to find out who this guy is. But he's kind of a young kid. Um, but he comes in, kicks ass. You you meet your teamsters on the way there. One of them's this this young lady, and you kind of keep this connection through all the cinematics through the whole game at the very end. And not to be a spoiler alert, but you know when you ultimately make the final hit against the final boss with the pot- with your potential death pending. Um, whoa, whoa, what the fuck is that? Oh, sorry, that's the bird. She's flying around. <laughs> All right, there she stopped. All right, she's. The, but that was her flying oh, around. You heard it here first. That was the 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 fucking mascot of Smasher Bros. There it is. We thought it was a cat. And it's the <laughs> Stop harassing the cat. Um, so, as you're going into the fi- final final fight, you know, with the potential with uh, potential uh, your potential doom there, you know, you see how how adamant she is to show you how much she loves you and stuff like that. And I think that hit, man. I think it hits a lot. It's an old, way older game. You know, it's like a 2009 title, I think, maybe even older. No, not even. It's like a 2007 title, I think. But um. But that, yeah, that that I I like that one. That one that one hit with you pretty good, man. And and uh, wait, the way it ended, yeah, it, it's heartbreaking to be honest, man. So without too much of a spoiler, that good connect, heartbreaking at the end. Really, that's that's awesome, man. That's a that's kind of what I was going for here, right? Obviously, uh, want to make some jokes about some certain things, but I think that the writing in in, in relationships on video games is. It's fucking amazing, you know. It's awesome. Uh, I'll bring up one that um, I'm sure all of you have played: Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII. You know, Ares and, and Cloud. It's oh my god! I mean, 
And you know what? Sometimes relationships don't have to be romantic to 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 hit hard. And uh, you know, like I said, that that one with dog meat, and it was just amazing, man. It was freaking amazing. I really enjoyed it. But yeah. So, before I guess before you know before we go into um, you know Mike on the mics, uh, fucking uh, you know video game update of the week or or not you know what new in video games or what do we call this shit, Mike? Fucking week in video games. There you go, Mike's week in video games. Fucking update. The, this this week on video games, right? <laughs> this week, yeah. This, this week in video games. Yeah, you know, before we get into that, I mean, do you guys have anything? You know, like I said, knowing that that it doesn't have to be a specific, you know, like a relationship or an actual. Well, did anybody have anything to say about Aries and Cloud? Are you fucking kidding me? Nobody said nothing about. You know that. what? I'm gonna it, be it, that one person that I really didn't get into fa- uh, Final Fantasy. For some reason, those games just never really caught my attention. You know, um, I never really played through them I, I i did i did touch on number seven and um i gotta say man i mean when you told me the romances for some reason that's what i pictured right off the back it's it seems to be the the poster board for playstation romance that that right there final, final fantasy but but i you know i didn't know enough to to be the one to to, to drop on it uh you know i i just think okay so i guess i'll say a little bit about it is uh uh, the reason that I think it would be one of the best romances, in my opinion, is because the way the story was written for a, a little love triangle between Tifa, Ares, and Cloud, it was a, you know, it created a, a turmoil of two very, very wonderful characters written, the, you know, two very different purposes on Cloud's journey, but yet there was a certain love interest and an affection interest on, on, on both ends. Right. So I believe Tifa was more, um, he was more attracted to her, but, uh, obviously Ares had his heart and it was, it was portrayed in that game. And, and you know, what I loved about it is that it was portrayed in a sense that it was, as you were going through the game, you had to really think about, you know, what's, what's next, what's not next, what's, what's going on, etc. And when you say Ares, you um you mean Aerith, right? Oh, I'm sorry, Aerith. Sorry, Michael. No. <laughs> I don't even care, but fuck it. <laughs> Just making sure. Just making sure. But all right, all right. So I was, you know what? And I, I gotta say, I was rooting for the, <clears throat> I was rooting for the other chick, man, Tifa, because I gotta say, middle. That that game was brand new when I was in middle school, and that was definitely my type of chick, bro. So I was like, Dane. That was like my first video game crush, bro. Was Tifa. <laughs> Fucking Tifa. Yeah, that was everybody's video game crush. Nah, I was more of an Aerith girl. You were an Aerith <laughs> girl or a guy? Dane, you were, weren't you, Bernie? Oh. <laughs> Damn. Hector with the fucking dirty talk. Damn. I get it. All right. I get it. <clears throat> All right, all right, cool, oh, man. man. So, um, yeah, hitting up on some of what's going on today, man. I mean, it, it, it gets. Oh, hold on, hold yo, on. Yo, before we move yo, on. Chug, Chug, what, what? Where we at, Dallas? <laughs> Dallas, where we at? You with your fucking little Keystone light. Dang, it's 5.7 fucking alcohol, bro. Don't worry, I'm right behind you. 
Well, I'm I'm out of that I'm out of, I'm out of that beer, so I have one more. Uno más. So let me bring that out. I'll t- Mike, I'll give you some time for prepare. We want a full update on this week's fucking video game. Don't, don't even talk to me, Fernie. Okay, <laughs> unless you're gonna chug, unless you're gonna chug. What? What? <laughs> Hector said no balls, bro. Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to chug another one. And this one ain't a this one ain't a small one either. This one right here is 16 ounces. Yeah, that's what my whole six sixer is here, man. I was like, dang, this six pack feels heavier than usual. I'm like 16 ounces. Oh shit, that's a 16 <laughs> ounce. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. So do it, do it right. Oh yeah, and then we we also before this we took a shot of some Scottish whiskey called Ballantine, and it was actually given from one of our coworkers from Ecuador, Jose Alarcón. Very, very good whiskey. What, what? Jose? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jose. I hope you're listening. That's what's up, Jose. What's up? What? What? That, for, he's for, he's from Ecuador, and he actually got it from Ecuador for you. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did, man. He got it for my for my wedding back in 2020. Nice, bro. There you go. And what's it called? Valentine's. Valentine. And you still have a bottle? No, Dang, dude. Valentine with a B. B A L L. Oh, Valentine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I, I actually, uh, I say, you know, I didn't save it for him, but I told him that. Listen, because he was. Um, He's trying to get his res- residency in the United States. Yeah. So he, you know, he, he went through the motions. It, you know, he's been going through red tape for almost two years now. And uh, I told him when he actually got his residency, we're going to oh, fucking pop it open together. So he was able to make it to this year's Halloween party. And he did. However, uh, he actually had to be, you know, sent back for another year, I believe, or another six months. And then... um yeah, so when he comes back, we're going to pop it open again. But in the meantime, I'm taking dips into it. Um, nice, man. But real quick, this this, this beer is a Belching uh, – it's called Belching Beaver. Actually, you know what? I don't know who the actual brewer is, but it's Belching Beaver. It's Deftones Phantom Bride Indian Pale Ale. That sounds awesome, dude. Belching Beaver. I'm telling you, dude, I like all these themes that you get, dude. <laughs> Deftones. Yeah, is Deftones beer. something? A... That sounds very familiar. Deftones is a band. Yeah, Deftones is a band. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah I forget. Hector is kind of young. Not just that. Dang. I have a very no. strict Dang. music view <laughs> that doesn't mil- change mil- often. Mil- millennial piece of shit. <laughs> Michael, you're a fucking millennial. You Don't you ever fucking associate me with that scum, bro. <laughs> It's Gen X up in this bitch, right? <laughs> not me. I'm a little counted out. I'm not. I'm not Gen X. No, is it, you're definitely a millennial. Hector. Oh yeah, you're 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 straight millennial, bro. Yes, sir. Born '96. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Balls deep. In oh my goodness. <laughs> no, and listen again. Me too. All right. Obviously, you and me, Mike, we're both millennials, but we're like that fucking zennials, right? Like that old. Gen we're the fall. We're the fallout of Gen X, bro. Yeah, we're the fallout of Gen X with like the very early Gen uh, millennials. But this, this actually, it actually has like a fucking paragraph here. It says named after the iteral song by one of the by the one and only Deftones. Holy shit! So this this beer is actually de- named after. Deftones, Phantom Bride, IPA, 
is a blend of Amarillo, Citra, Silmco, and Mosaic hops. From California. Deliciously blended. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, here's here's a brewing. Belching Brewery, yeah. So Belching Brewery is a fucking brewery. And um, yeah, so that's the beer. Here's the pop. Out of California, right? Oh, what, what? Are you drinking this shit? What the fuck? Oh. Oh my goodness. Definitely an IPA. Oh, you know what? It's it's slightly, even though for seven point one. It's mild, so just like the Deftones, this tastes like Deftones. It t- that makes sense. It tastes like Deftones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it tastes like Deftones. What about you, Hector? Don't you have another one ready to pop? Not yet, but I'm actually about to go get it right now. It's going to be one nope. that's real citrus by Real Ale. And let's see. What, what was the full name of the beer you just had for me? Full beer is... So, Deftones Phantom Bride Indian Pay IPA. By Belching Beaver. Uh, Balchin beef. Dang, that's crazy. They have one that's called peanut butter milk stout. That sounds disgusting, dude. <laughs> you know what? I'm a big fan of peanut butter. I had one called peanut butter temptress. Was not good at all. Oh, man. That sounds like a terrible way to make a beer. <laughs> no, so this next one that I'm about to crack open, Real Ale Brewing. It's uh, Citrus Got Real. It's a hazy pale. So let's go yeah, ahead and yeah. see how this one is. My boy Hector, damn, that's what's up, bro. Take a little sip. Yeah, zip on it. Make a little slut. Oh, my. <laughs> I'll be a little slut for this beer. This shit's good. Dang. He even said it. Like, oh, my. Ooh. He just got, this thing got me feeling some things. Come on, now. Dang. <laughs> <clears throat> now, this uh, Citrus Got Real by Real Brewing Ale. It's a 6.0. A really solid beer right here. Hell yeah, dude. So you, you kind of went citrus heavy on this on the select, huh? I've always enjoyed all the citrus flavors. Definitely, especially with like the hazies. The hazies are very citrusy. A lot of the oranges, tangerines, lemon type taste. Those are by far my favorite. Nice. Yeah, I enjoy that too. How's that one, Hector? This one is really good. I would definitely recommend if y'all ever see this uh, Citrus Got Real by Real Ale Brewing. Definitely. Pick citrus it up. Got yeah. Real. Damn, man. Hell, fucking A, man. That's what's up, man. And it's an IPA as well? Uh, it says Hazy Pale, so I don't know if it's like hazy a, pale. Okay. a pale ale with, you know, the hazy being the citrus component. Not 100% sure. Wait, turn it off. But definitely, fistful of lemon, sweet orange peels. You could definitely get those two flavors out of this one. Fucking a man, sounds good to me, man. I I I, I tasted the orange over the over the mic, bro. <laughs> or I tasted the citrus. Man, now now, right, now I'm thinking I should have I should have hit up that that 
orange neon beer, bro. Now, now I'm feeling like I fucked up. <clears throat> you got you got to get a mixed six pack, bro. Don't don't say just just stay with those uh, Frio ones. Oh no, this is a time uh, I was being diva, bro. I was being diva. I'm telling you, I was like, uh, Fernie was over here talking to me, and then I I fucking slapped the phone out of his ha- hand. I was like, man, get the fuck out of my. No, you didn't. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out of my my trailer. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And then shit was gonna pop, go down between me and Fernie earlier, but then but then he said, you know what? I, I told you, man. Hector saved the show, bro. That, that's what happened. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> fucking hey, it's, it's fucking. I always have to pins and needles with you, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Mike. My music is my expression, okay? I don't give a fuck about your expression. (laughs) Fuck you and your music. You're fucking... You have, like, the worst taste in music. What's what's the taste of music you got, Mike? Let's see if it's what what Freddie's saying is true. New metal, bro. New metal overall is my my go-to. I agree with Freddie. Fuck up, new metal. (laughs) And and, and hopefully... uh, when when I say new metal, as in like N N U new metal. No, he fucking he fucking you know. At least I had fucking Hideo Kojima's nutsack in my mouth. Michael has fucking nickel. Oh yeah, nickel dude. Fuck yeah, some some Canadian nuts, bro. Canadian nuts. <laughs> Canadian nuts. <laughs> That's what fucking Michael has in his fucking repertoire. Yeah, guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> At least everyone knows who Nickelback is, bro. Nobody gives a shit about Hideo Kojima, okay? That's that's the worst part, bro. Everybody knows who Nickelback is, and nobody gives a fuck about him. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know Damn. what? That's so true. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That, that's... Dude, you're... You're like the only person on on Hideo Kojima's fan list, bro. Right there, you're the only one that writes him. <laughs> He's the only one on his hey. email list. Yeah. On today's hey, I'm newsletter. Good. I'm good with that, Bubba. Well, uh, you know, when, before we're rudely interrupted by Michael's children. Goddamn children, God. No, I'm just kidding. I know, man. <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> Fucking children, you know. My child came. My child came home from work, said nothing, got a bowl of cereal, and went no, upstairs. He, he said nothing. That's dapped tragic. me up, said hi, and that was it. I didn't even hear a word. That's perfect. That's that's perfect, right? That's, that's perfect. Tragic, he came in Bernie. like a true man. And you know what? I want to give a shout out to my son. He's about to turn eighteen tomorrow. Holy what? What? Tomorrow? First beer right there. First beer. Oh, shit. Yeah, Julian, man. the big one eight. Eighteen years old. Yeah, the big one eight. Yeah, his mother wasn't happy when I told him I was going to take him to a fucking titty bar and fucking give him a cigarette. But... <laughs> titty bar, cigarette, and then, and then, and then uh... no, and then I forgot. Oh, and then, then I forgot. Twenty one now. You have to be. Yeah, it's twenty one now. If I can smoke cigarettes. That's oh, Fernie, tur- anyway. Fernie turned eighteen in high school in January. His bitch has started buying cigarettes at the at the corner store right right down the high school when he turned eighteen. Oh, that is fucking. Josh De La Rosa's fault. Wait, wait, wait. So y'all talking about Yesleta, what, what corner store? Because I, I know that area. The it, It's changed since then. It's not even there anymore. It it was a Chevron. Nah, there, there's a Chevron it, further there? down the street. No, the Chevron's gone, dude. It's a fucking like, yeah. glass place or something now. Nah, you're right. You're right. 
And then the fucking diamond isn't even there anymore. It's a fucking piece of shit car lot. Like if Alameda needed another one. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Mike? Now that you bring that up, for sure, Alameda has too many fucking car lots. No, too many. No, they're just money laundering, man. You can you can get a car practically free there, bro. It, it, it's all money laundering. They don't even check your fucking car. No. It's ridiculous. No, we approve you. Uh, you want to look at my back? No, you here. We give you the car. <laughs> Definition of no credit, no problem. That's what's up. All right. All right, so. And then after the titty bar, you take them to the recruiter, okay? (laughs) I will. I will. I will. I will, Bubba. I will. All right, man. So, you know what I mean? We're coming in a little late on some of the things, man. You know what I mean? Uh, We got. No, no, no. No, no. Listen, hit us with this week. You know what's going on this week. We're we're catching up. I know we were. Dude, a big a big thing this week. In case you didn't know, right off the bat, before I forget, is um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two is free to play till the nineteenth. And not all the components, but some some little multiplayer components. So that way you can get a feel of it. That way you can see if you if you're down to get on on it. Real quick, note to self. If you have friends that are want to play with you, yeah, you're not gonna be able to. Yeah, it it will immediately drop you from the party and and, dro- and throw you in games by yourself. <laughs> so those cocksuckers are still trying to make their money somehow, some way. Yeah. But wait, wait, wait. So are hey, you saying you that the people who are free to play, if you join a party together, you won't get put into the same game? No. Correct. What the fuck? It's bullshit, yeah, right? That's some bullshit. It just randomly drops you out. Maybe, maybe you could play with the settings that we don't know so far just yet. But um, a, a, as of right now, when we were trying it extensively last night, we could not get the party to fully load. I was about to say, I was going to give them props for putting an element out that's free to play. So that way, you know, some people could get, you know, test it out, see if they want to buy it. But if you can't even get into the same game as your friend to enjoy that experience, don't see the point of it. Yeah, so so not too many elements, but you do get the third person um, mosh pit uh, available to you, and you got the regular mosh pit available to you, which has been fun, man. I I've been liking the this Call of Duty a little more than the last few entries on the multiplayer. So so if you if you still haven't made up your mind, you know, try try it out so you can you can see if it, if it's for you. Of course, the there's only three maps available. Out of I don't know how many, it didn't doesn't seem like there's that many to begin with, but really, that's all you have access to on the free to play, just three maps. Yes, which 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 is weird because I don't even know how many there are actually are now, but <laughs> not that many from what I've played and I've seen. I get the same fucking map all the time. No, there's not. <clears throat> yeah, it's either like shipment twenty four seven or some other bullshit maps, but. Like Mike had said, this year for sure has been a, an improvement on the other years. Even though it's it's still not like to my standard of what I fell in love with with Call of Duty, which was the OG Modern Warfare 2. But it, it, it's a little closer than the previous year. All right. So, yeah, I agree. so I'm glad Hunter, excuse me, Hector, Hunter, Hector. Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry with the You're gonna take main, that? main out of the... Sorry for the, the doctor disrespect there. I was about to say, I was like, I took that as disrespect. Man. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, you know what's funny is um, there's a trend happening, man. There's a trend happening with video games right now. Um, 
it's kind of like it's almost kind of like wrestling or kind of like uh, movie stars of back in the day. Like, like um, there used to be a lot of video game news consistently happening every day, every week, right? Um, it's kind of condensing down to it seems like there are some indies out there make making headlines. There are there are a few um, standouts here and there, but for the most part, the gaming community is staying real close to the to the tried and true heavy hitters once again like call of duty um the last of us who just dropped a remake if you didn't know the they just dropped the remake on ps5 of the original 2013 game apparently it's not a 100 percent uh word for word verbatim remake apparently there's a little tw few tweaks to it um some people say that's cool some people say that they're they're not into it but you know i guess try it out for yourself but at least it is a remake a redition so that way you can come out with some better graphics PS5 graphics, which apparently are astronomical, right, Fernie? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Wait, I got a question right, got... for you, Mike. So, what what's Yo. different on this on this remake? Is it just like certain well, dialogue that they had? Is it a certain mission? Because it's a little odd to me that they would remake the game but then not have all the same components in it. I think it's the majority of the components. Uh, yeah, it's majority of the components. It's uh, like maybe like reshoots or re-recordings of, of shit that they probably wish they had right. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Okay. I know. I know a lot of it has yeah. to do with some uh, some of the way the, the yeah the cinematics are made, things like that. Like the way he said it, like it's not gonna look exactly the same as the original shoot, the original game played out. Okay. Okay. So the yeah. So that that that's been a, a big headliner right now. Is that it's not. You know, in fact, that's the that's the tagline on this one. Um, same thing, but pretty different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you a little bit of news. Uh, you know, The Witcher Three remake, or not? I'm sorry, The Witcher Three PS4 or next gen console um, was released. Uh, so you know, obviously, Cyberpunk is. I mean. CD Projekt Red is really capitalizing on their popularity that happened after the Edge Runners anime, so they're really capitalizing on trying to make things better and and you know just be a good studio again because they got a lot of heat whenever Cyberpunk you know version one came out. Um, so they released um, the Witcher Three PlayStation Five console. I mean PlayStation Five uh, remake. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually very excited to try it whenever I get to it. You know, obviously, I, I probably won't get to it right now, but it's something that I'm looking forward to. Uh, once again, you know, we, we talked about it in our last episode, man. But but just just because it's so exciting, man, Armored Core, you know, is going to made their announcement of a new entry coming up this year. Uh, we Overwatch, man, scored a nine, um, according to Game Informer. Now, I haven't heard too many people being so excited about the new entry. I mean, people were, were excited for it, but when it finally dropped, I hear a lot of lot of bad, bad backlash on it, man. It's It became too microtransaction-orientated. Um, all the anti-cheating uh, um, protocols that they put in place made, made it kind of difficult to for existing players to play, get their skins back, things like that. So it kind of left a little bad taste in a lot of people's mouth that I heard personally. But uh, on paper, apparently it's a nine. So if you haven't tried it yet, that but get out there, try it, uh, see what you think for yourself. I, I've personally tried it. My sons tried it. Uh, we we kind of didn't stay as captivated as we did with the first one. We kind of we were kind of hope 
we would wish that the first one was actually still available to play back to get back on. But but of course no. But you, honestly, you know what it was is that they they took a fucking possible DLC of a game and they created it into something new, right? So uh, I don't I, in my opinion, that's a little scam tactic that they use to get more people to continue buying the game. I mean, yeah, the game was free to begin with. There was no reason to continue, you know, making it a part two. I mean, that's stupid. That's fucking retarded. Um, you know, it's free to play, but overall with the with the ten dollars a season and um the skins, cosmetics and characters that you have because some of the characters are can only be unlocked when you get to a certain level or you can pay to unlock them immediately. Um pretty much averages out much more than the sixty dollars you would normally pay for an MSRP on game. So yeah, they, they do a lot of people do feel it's kinda like a a gypped world on that. <clears throat> yeah, those microtransactions are getting everybody. Yeah, I mean, but uh, on a, on another scope, I mean, we got Bayonetta three for that one scored pretty high in the, as a nine as well. Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. If you guys have a Switch, we don't talk too much about Switch on on here, but but that one's looking like a winner right now. What did you uh, say? FIFA can <clears throat> Mario and the Rabbids. I have to look into that one. Uh, Sparks of Hope, Mar- yeah. Mar- Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. So I'm assuming Mario and uh and the rabbits team up. Which, if I'm not mistaken, they they've done ice. previous games together, right? I think they did Rabbit's Kingdom before. <clears throat> so this one sparks of hope. Yeah, it was it was Rabbit's Kingdom. And then FIFA didn't score too high. This FIFA, the re-entry of FIFA this year, scored a seven, uh, which, which is a decent score. It it ain't it ain't great, but it but it ain't bad either. Uh, Ragnarok, you know, sweep, sweeps the plate with a 9.5, which we all know. We all knew that was going to, of course, score high, man. I mean, it would, like, you know, um, God of War is the Tom Brady of PlayStation there, so we knew that would happen. Yes, sir. That's the next game on my list to buy. <clears throat> you know, uh, a unique a unique IP, uh, Plague Rec- uh, a Plague Tale Requiem, all right? That's a good little kind of post-apocalyptic world storytelling um, game that one scored an eight, and you know, so if you're looking for a little something different, that one that one would be nice to jump into. I, I fucking told you, Mike. I fucking told you about the game and on on this channel, on this fucking podcast, and you were like, eh, "Fuck that shit." <laughs> I told you it was be well, you know, I mean, um, you gotta catch me in the right mood, man, because I'm kind of I'm tired. I'm played out of the post-apocalyptic games, man. Like everything's post-apocalyptic, but. Um, but but it but it's interesting. It, it does look good. So it was first announced way back in 2019. They finally finished it up. So so but it and it scored pretty high. It scored a nine. So if you're looking out for something standout away from the from the you know the usual titles, you, and you're you're into the story test quest games, you should try it out. And again, that one's gonna be a Plague Tale Requiem. Kind of kind of comes off the tongue a little weird. Plague Tale Requiem. So just so all of you know. Yeah. Yeah, so all of you that haven't played it, this is actually a sequel of a play, a Plague Tale, uh, Innocence. Innocence, yeah, yeah. There you go. So a Plague Tale Innocence was a free to play game on Game Pass, and uh, it was phenomenal. It you know it was a very it was a very very small studio that had a very very small budget but had a great story to tell and it was amazing. So if you guys get a chance, try it out. It really is fucking amazing. I'll definitely have and, to look um, into that one. 
<clears throat> hey, real quick, Mike. I just want to throw out that. Uh, so uh, one of our first something on Smash and Brews, a li little sub um, episode that we're going to be doing is going to be a two smack. Oh, two shots, two shots in a brew, brew, baby. We're going to hit that up. Two shots in a brew. Yeah, I like it, man. Tell them about it. I'm going to go hit up the head, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, me and Mike are going to get on the uh, – we're going to review – we're going to start reviewing video games that warrant review, right? So we're not going to review every game because, you know, we're not about that. But some games warrant a review, and we're starting this segment called Two Shots in a Brew Review. And uh, the first game that we're going to be reviewing is going to be the Half-Life – or High on Life, I'm sorry. High on Life. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rick and Morty, but it's a fucking amazing show – and the developers of this game, uh, it's, it's Squatch Games, they did an amazing job. I mean, I can't fucking wait to tell you guys about this game. And if you guys already played it, it's free on Game Pass. So please, by all means, go ahead and download it. It's, it's pretty much Rick and Morty, but in a game. Now listen, I can already tell you, the gameplay is irrelevant. Everything else on that game is what's ma what, what matters. It's fucking hilarious. Um, you know, <laughs> if you pass by a fucking dead person, they'll talk to you. They'll be like, you really going to leave me here, here, asshole? I mean, if you can imagine Rick and Morty fucking characters saying that to you, it's fucking hilarious. So me and Mike are going to do the first review of Two Shots in a Brew on High on Life and stand by for that. So hopefully Mike's fucking All right. very small pee hole. Damn, pee hole, damn. Damn. Dude, yeah, you know, you, you know what, man? You, you know what? We should make a segment on this show, is when you take a piss for any, and, and we should let, if there's anyone with a, some medical background, here, um, <laughs> let them hear the way you piss, man, with that clumpy shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could give you some direction on medical diagnosis, there, bro. <laughs> so, um, you, you know what? Um, yo, yo, what's up, bro? So for this two shots. Uh... Two and shots a brew. and a brew, right? For this two shots and yes, a brew, sir. is this for, I guess, game titles that are not as popularly known? Or is this just more of y'all played it, y'all enjoyed it, y'all think it deserves a review? You know, yeah, no, it's it's pretty much what we deserve, what we believe to deserve a review. You know what I mean? We're not, like, and and me and Mike were talking about this Hector today. We're not professional fucking anything, bro. We're just honestly a couple of guys that are trying to. Fucking we we got nine to fives. Podcast. We got nine to fives, so we still got to be able to fit gaming in there. So it, so it gets tough. We we don't we, we don't got the yeah. vast knowledge of some of these other gamers that that uh, that's what they literally get paid to do. Enjoying the video yeah. games, right? Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, exactly, bro. Yeah, but but if we come across something we both like, we're gonna we're gonna agree on it, and we're gonna we're gonna be able to elaborate on it a little better for you guys. Real better, real better. So I, I have a suggestion more, more, more better, more better. Which I think somebody more else brought up, and whether it was a question that was submitted or something like that, but um, will y'all eventually introduce some type of gameplay factor into this podcast? Honestly, Hector, um, um, our marketing director is trying to get a, some form of um, like TikTok going on. Yeah, our marketing director is really trying to get that going on. Uh, she's going to be portraying some of the highlights of the podcast on the TikTok. 
what's been a little difficult for us is that because we don't have time to record and, and it just takes a little bit more effort to to get an actual video feed and everything going on uh we've kind of stuck to the podcast even though that uh, a, a video element would greatly benefit us in the in the podcast um and i think that if we could grow bigger we might you know end up doing that at some point but for now we're just kind of taking it as it is and and seeing it where it goes and just having fun with it at the very end of the day um i believe and i hope mike can agree with me is that you know we're, we're trying to have fun with this podcast you know we're not trying to make it our nine to five at least for now and um if it ever when if, you know if and when it goes bigger then yeah we definitely will but um, what ideally what I would want, and, and I'm going to go ahead and put this out to any, you know, developers or, or even um, graphic designers. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get a, you know, like a 16-bit version of me and Mike to just, if you're familiar with gameplay videos, we want a 16-bit version of me and Mike on the left and right kind of being in a podcast and then the gameplay playing in the background, which I can produce gameplay all day but um yeah so that's what we're trying to do just a 3d version with the occasional lifting of the beer to the mouth and then the occasional fucking i don't know mouth moving the occasional fucking whatever right so we're trying to get somebody to maybe do that for us and then once we get that and i know that our buddy alex was trying to help us with that obviously he's i think he's still trying um and yeah so that's the plan you know, I've been I've been actually on the other side of that. I've been hoping uh, for us to do some. You know, if we get some better rigs, some better setups. Um, I've been wanting to actually do some live feed, live content of, of us um, live, and and yeah, hell yeah, incorporate some gameplay while we're on top of it. Um, Xbox had that awesome feature for a little while. I, I wish they didn't remove it. I I think it was. It wasn't Twitch or nothing. It was some, I forgot what they called it on Xbox, but it, it that was an awesome feature that they had. I wish they still kept that on there so we could all try that because the, they made it real seamless to invite people to come on, check out video, video game feed while, while you're streaming. That was super awesome. I think my Xbox fucked up by getting rid of that feature. But anyway, um, I kind of want to just go live. We'll make ourselves pretty, um, get get on there, and I, w- I wouldn't mind it for sure. No, I wouldn't mind it either, man. I'm I'm super for it. I just believe that I it would entail a little bit more than what we have right now. I mean, for God's sakes, I can't get you to buy a fucking decent mic, mic on the mic. So, no, you re- you really are your your audio, your your audio. You know, regardless of the echoiness, it's been sounded amazing. Um, so I commend you for that, but yeah, so I guess the answer to the question, Hector, is that we're trying, we're trying to, um, and we're going to get better at this, you know what I mean? But for now, um, we're establishing what we know we have a solid grasp on and this will continue to grow with your help, with you listening. And, uh, again, for any of you that are listening now, you know, like, and share review, whatever you can, I really appreciate it. It helps. Yeah, buddy. So we were thinking about maybe even bringing Alex back on the show. I was hoping to see, uh, um, speaking of two two shots in a brew, <clears throat> you know, Gotham Knights, you know, interested me uh, for a little bit, but but it kind of scored a little low, too. It scored a seven, you know, and it, it's Gotham Knights takes, taking a different approach with uh, 
having the young it's kind of like the teen titans but grown-up version hey mike yo mike what what does it matter if it's scored a seven bro it doesn't because it means sometimes it's like rotten tomatoes dude sometimes the games that score the lower points are the ones that are actually the hidden gems man <laughs> that's what your girl said damn <laughs> Dang, let me just tell brenda what you're saying bro let me see what's up <laughs> Is right next to me right now, Dang, bro. bro. Yeah, I'm going to keep you in check, bro. That, that's what's up, bro. Nah, I'm just kidding, man. But no, listen. Um, but yeah, Mike, uh, thanks for the news update. Wait, 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 wait. Why you get all why you get all sad all of a sudden? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Hector, brother, thank you so much for Hector, joining what, us. Hector, what, what? I really appreciate you coming out. Hector, what, what? Dude, Hector for president, bro. That's all I know. No, I mean, Hector, you were definitely a great addition to our thought process, to to an insight of our, you know, of our topics. We really appreciate you being here, bro. Um, but, you know, as we do at the show all the time, um, we're about to be out of brew. So, gentlemen, this is for you. So, cheers. Salud. Cheers. We're going to chug it up. Get on that, Hector. Let's go. Unmute that shit. Let's, Let's hit it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Cheers to you Salud. guys. Cheers to you guys. <sighs> Knowing Fernie, he gave his beer to Brenda to chug it for him. I saw it, man. I saw it. I'm here. Brenda, finish this, babe. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Fuck Fernie. You. <laughs> Fuck you. Gentlemen, That's what's up. we are all out of brews. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We're all out of brews. We, uh, we really appreciate you. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. You know, we have may, many more guests to come. We have many more topics to come. And uh, we can't wait to see you on the next one. Uh, Mike. Mike on the mic. What's up? Uh, yeah, brother. Brother, we, yeah. I'm going to get yeah. this after party rolling, bro, because I, I ain't out of brew. Look, check this out. Well, we're gonna it's gonna keep going right here, bro. Call of Duty, what? <laughs> Call of Duty, what? <laughs> Call of Duty, baby. Call of yes, Duty. Sir. No, guys, thank you so much. Hector, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate you coming out. I appreciate you coming out of my house. I'm sorry I had to put you in the kitchen, <laughs> but it is what it is, Bubba. No, sir. Whatever, yeah, that's what's up, man. Thank you. Works, I'm down for it, bro. You're awesome, Hector. I appreciate you, man. Now, for real, man. Thank you for thank you for all your help. And um, thank, yeah, man, I re I, we really appreciate you, man. You added a lot of insight to our to you know to the element of the podcast. Uh, I can't wait to edit this, and and uh, you know I really appreciate you guys. So, right. guys, tune in for the next one, and uh, it'll probably be after the year. Uh, you know, we're gonna be taking a little break for the holidays. You know, so we're looking at maybe maybe January first yes. or second week of January, which will give us plenty of content to to roll on. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll finally be God of War, you know, we'll fucking, we'll be ready to go. So, ladies and gentlemen. Bottoms up to you guys. Uh, bottoms up to you guys. Uh, we're all out of beers. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'm your host, Fernie, and this is... Mike on the mic, what, what? Yeah, well, that's what's up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Thank you again. Bye-bye. See you.